What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another business breakthrough. I sit down today with Marilo from Flawless Finish Painting, and it was a great episode. We really dove into what it takes to be a leader as opposed to a boss, making the tough decisions, you know, helping him form the foundation of his company, build it on concrete instead of sand, things that, uh, you know, a lot of us maybe uh, have recognized late in our business and have to go back. So to get somebody early on in the business at a pivotal point of growth, he's starting to get uh, estimates. He's starting to sell jobs at a higher price than he was before. He's got someone working for him. Uh, it's important to look back and make sure that that foundation is strong. So that's what we talked about today in this business breakthrough. And it's a great episode. It starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Marillo of Flawless Finish Painting. Uh, he's in Nashville, New Hampshire. And we're just going to talk business, man. Normally, when whenever I start these, I just kind of want to ask you what your what your business looks like. What's something that is really going well, and what's something that you wish would be going a little bit better? So, what is really going well is so my I can say today, 80 percent of my estimates I get a yes. Great. Um, I started my business last year. Um, Congratulations! But all the yes I got last year was because my prices were very good. Uh, okay. even cheap but the good thing about this year i'm getting all of them with pricing higher than my competitors so i can really see an improvement and what it can be better um there's a lot of things that can be better maybe the hiring um maybe how to how to schedule better all the appointments not being late and my biggest mistake last year was just uh finish a job, leave, and then just leave field day chops for later, and then just not come back in time and just get, uh, and just have like upset customers. So, so you would, you would finish, you would finish a job, like almost like 95% and then leave. Yes. Yes. Correct. Be like touch-ups and stuff left. Yes. But you'd be so busy that it would be hard to come back. Yes. Correct. We've all been there. So, I mean, I know what you mean. I, I know exactly what you mean. And customers would be upset at that point and then you you want to go back but you're just so busy you can't yes exactly got it and pat you do a lot of cabinet refinishing right yes uh those aren't, so those this... aren't easy touch-ups you can't just go up to them with a brush yes no definitely not so usually you got to take the cabinet door back to wherever or spray it again or you know right? yes but like so far i never had to do that because yeah. we really take we really take the time to do a last sanding before the last coat we verify them uh like 10 times before bringing them to the shop we use bubble wrap everything yeah so, so you do everything to make sure as best you can that you don't have to do that got it yes correct so let me ask you this i mean this is just kind of just me figuring out where you know maybe some holes are are you working by yourself or do you have somebody helping you so for the cabinets it's just me plus one but okay. this guy uh he's most 
most times just working by himself okay with, with so the cabinets while now i'm out there just trying to get leads to get jobs okay so you actually allow this person to do the jobs by himself and you're now doing sales yes correct that's great man nice and this is and you're only in your first year of business yes so let me ask you i mean do you guys have a shop uh we do well, what do we call a shop? It's just a, a room that we made everything adapted for the, for the spraying. That's a, Not shop. a shop that I ran, but that's a shop. That's really, I'm shop. just asking really because it's, I just want to know, are you doing it at the customer's house or are you doing it? No, somewhere? no. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere that's, else. That's a level up there. I love that. And I'm sure when you tell customers that and you're doing estimates, they're like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, yes. they, they probably appreciate it. Right. The, the, the big difference that I say to them is I, I 95% of them, they don't spray the boxes in their kitchen and I do. And there is a big, a very big process behind right. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so for you, it's, it's hiring is kind of an area that you want to kind of talk about. Um, seems like sales is working out well for you. You're in the right industry with cabinet refinishing. The margins are insane. There's not, like you said, there's not a lot of people that spray the boxes and remove the cabinets. So people will pay good money to have that done. If you told me that in the house painting business, I'd probably tell you that your prices are too low with a 75 to 80% closing rate, but I'm not surprised really because of just how good your work is and really how little the competition is. Right. So that's, that's great, man. You're doing well. What did you do before you um, started your business? Uh, I was just working by the hour, but I fortunately started working in a, in a company that with a very high end. Um, it's where I learned about the cabinets, about um, doing a very good and deep job, deep right. prep, like uh, using good stuff. And uh, just after that, I started my, my, my painting business. But I, do, I started with exterior. And this winter was very, very low for me for interiors. So I just stopped interiors and I just invested what I need to invest and started cabinets refinishing. I love it. So what we call that is niching down, right? You just picked one thing you're really, really good at, stick to being good at that, be a specialist at doing exactly. that. Yeah. And, and you're going to have much more success than trying to do exterior work, interior work, and your processes are going to be smoother. The person that you have working for you I assume is a very good employee. Yes? It is. It is. To be, to be at this stage early on working alone, you don't have to check his work, do you? No. That's great, man. How do you pay him? Do you pay him by the job or hourly? So I was paying him. Uh, I even talked to him yesterday. I said to him, listen, uh, for Dex, because the three things I do is Dex, cabinets refinishing and exterior houses. I right. said to him, listen, cabinets and decks, I will just pay you after the job because I'm going to give that to you. But like for exterior, I need to hire more people. So we're going to keep it weekly. Hourly. Yeah. Weekly type deal. Like that. Yes, yeah, you're going yes. to need more people to put on the job, but he gets. So do you give him a percentage of the job or do you, how do you pay him? Um, I pay him hourly. So okay. which I think is the maximum we can pay um, in the painting industry. But I also give him like tips every, every single week. That's great, man. So what do you pay him between 25 and $30 an hour? Yes. Okay. 25. So that, 25. That's good, man. That's awesome. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about hiring. seems like you, you don't really have much problem hiring. You found somebody really good. What is, what, what problems are you running into? Um, last year is just like people, um, living, 
Actually, it's just because, as you saw my work, um, I'm very perfectionist. I'm very okay. picky. So um, I don't leave the job if it's not 100%. If I'm not satisfied, um, if I see anything, I will say that we need to fix. Even if I'm losing money or if I don't get the job with the right price, I think my name is in there. And if I say it's going to last seven years, it needs to last seven years, you know? So maybe sometimes we can have a problem with that. Great. So it's really just about you not just hiring anybody, but somebody that is a perfectionist. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And if you were to be somebody that was out looking for a job, would you hire yourself? I will definitely. 100%, right? 100%. And what would attract you to a company? What, what is something that would, you know, tell me what you would want as an employee? You know, um, if I were to hire you, let's say me and you started, you know, let's say I want to do cabinets and I, and me and you really weren't talking about business. I would just wanted to hire you. What would you ask of me? What would get you excited about working for me? Um, actually, I worked all that before starting my business because I had before two types of uh, boss. I had a boss and I had a leader, you know, and this guy, like the last company I worked for, um, I really take example on him for he was his, a leader. Yes, for his work quality and also for uh, the way he treats his employees. You know, bringing a cooler with uh, with cold drinks in the summer, um, giving constantly tips, saying thank you all the time, treating them like people and not like employees. Sometimes wow. even like coworkers. Wow. So they don't feel like I'm the boss. No, we work together. You don't work wow. for me. You work with me. We Love work it. for flawless finished painting. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you're no better than the other guy. You know, you guys are all working toward a similar goal. So yes. I love all that, man. But usually people don't know that until they actually work for you. So when we're talking about recruiting people, Mm -hmm. We can say, hey, I'm a good leader, which you probably wouldn't. You know, that's something, again, that you that that quality that you're telling me about is what keeps people. I'm talking about what, what recruits people, what gets them excited to work for you. And there's a couple things. I'll say that, number one, in most cases, it's going to be money. OK, mm -hmm. and you know that. Right. So if I told you I wanted you to work for me for fifteen dollars an hour doing cabinets, you'd probably laugh at me. Right. Mm hmm. Okay. Number two is stability. Okay. Stability means that you have work constantly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that's what gets somebody excited that you always have work. Okay. And number two is structure in your business. Right. So do you have a family? I do. Okay. You got any kids? Mm, uh, this kind of family? No, I, I don't. Okay. So you got a spouse or someone that you're in a relationship with? Yes. Okay. So you're a family man, essentially. So essentially okay. what I'm, where I'm getting at with this is you probably want to get a, a nice car. You probably want to get a nice apartment or a house or something like that. Even if I were to ask you to work for me, these are, these are normal goals of good people that have high standards. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. So you've got to yeah, create yeah. structure in your company. And I'm going to ask you a question. Please be honest so I can help you through this. Are you paying cash every week to your guy? I was paying check, but my goal this year is pay cash. Why is that a goal of yours? 
um, to avoid all the insurance raise and uh, it's easier to hire because uh, all 99% of the people I hire, they, they don't have a social security number or they can't work on W2 or if they don't have an IT number, so they don't, I can even send them a 1099. So, to, so we and, talked about, so you and I, you said something that was extremely valuable to you was being a leader versus being a boss, right? Yes. And this company is supposed to be something that is the foundation for your family. You're, you make money, you're able to pay your bills, you're able to satisfy your customers. And mm -hmm. what you're telling me is that you're planning, you're heading into the direction of doing things illegally. Okay. So essentially that would be like you building a really high, beautiful building, like a skyscraper on sand. Okay. At some point your building is going to tumble because you're paying cash. You're avoiding insurance. You're not paying taxes. Unfortunately, you're not going to, you're not going to attract a high quality individual. Now you can't say that there's not good quality, hardworking, very detailed individuals that have a social security number. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reality of the situation is if you pay them cash, they can't get a car. They can't get a mortgage on a house because they can't do their taxes. So for me, if I were getting recruited by you and you said that you were going to pay me cash every week. Yeah, great. That's more money, but guess what? I'm still responsible for the taxes. It's actually going to be worse. You see what I mean? It's mm -hmm. going to be worse because at the end of the year, you didn't take out any taxes as a company. Okay. And you said boss first leadership. So that's why I'm telling you, I'm a leader in the sense that I have my employees best interest in mind, not what they like, because I'm sure if I went up to all my guys and I said, Hey guys, we're not doing payroll anymore. I'm going to give everybody cash. Everybody's going to have more money in their bank account every single week because I don't want to pay insurance and I don't want to pay employer taxes. Neither do you. Every one of them would be like, Oh yeah, that's great. But as a leader, I have to look out for them and know that they need to pay their taxes or else they're going to have to pay it at the end of the year when they didn't save for it. So they're going to get hit hard. And if there's a tax person that says, Hey, why didn't your employer take out any taxes for you? They'll say, I don't know. And then they could trigger an investigation, which would mean that you're avoiding taxes. And then you would have to pay back tax on everything that you've avoided all those years and all that money that you're making. Okay. So that would be number one. Number two is the insurance. If one of these guys gets on a ladder and falls and breaks their leg. Okay. And it's a hundred thousand dollar surgery. All they got to do is call a lawyer. The lawyer will say, great, we'll take care of you. Let's just make sure that your employer has workers comp. Oh, okay, cool. They'll take care of that hundred thousand dollar bill for my leg injury. Well, guess what? All that lawyer has to do is look up to see if you have workers comp. If you don't have workers comp, Guess what? You're responsible personally for that bill. They will sue you. These are things you got to think about because you're phenomenal at what you do. You seem to be a great leader. These are, this is just an area that many contractors like to skip over because they hadn't experienced it with a previous boss or they don't know how to do it, which I'd be happy to explain it to you. It's very easy. And this is what you do to attract high quality individuals. Now, I know you said that I hire people that are undocumented. I hire people that, you know, don't have a social security number. What type of business do you want, man? Because that is not a long standing business, unfortunately, you know?
And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this from my heart because I know I don't really know you very well. So I hope you're not offended, but this, no, is no, I'm not. Take. Yeah. I, I want you to be really successful and you can't be successful hiring undocumented people. You can't, it's just unfortunate. I, I'm sorry. I mean, they need to be documented, help them get documented. If you really want them on your team, help them go through the, 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 the process of getting legal and then, and then look out for their best interest. You know, because the last thing I would want is for you to build this beautiful business, that big skyscraper, and then it be taken away from you because you didn't do these things that you need to do in America in business. Payroll. You got to have payroll. You got to have taxes being taken out. You're making all this money, which I know you're making good money. Your jobs are probably six to 10 grand. Pretty good, right? Good size jobs. For, for cabinets? Yes. No, I'm charging less. A little bit less, so maybe three to seven grand, depending on how many doors. Yes. So you probably do one job a week. Yes. So that's forty plus grand a month. Um. So if we do the math, seven it's times the... four. No, I'm sorry, like twenty-five to thirty-five thousand a month, right? Yeah. You're not paying tax on any of that, so. Um. I was. I was. I started the cash system this month. What? So how were you paying taxes before? What in my company? In my company, I had like all the checks. I was uh, being paid through uh, the company by subcontractors, um, and everything I bought is everything under my company. I have liability, workman's compensation. Um, so everything before uh, before March or February was everything under the books. Well, how about local taxes? Like, when do you pay the city and the state? out of payroll. So you have to pay local taxes. Whenever you pay your employee as a business, if he is an employee, if he's not a subcontractor, because you can make him a subcontractor, which is fine, but you can't call him an employee. If you have an employee, you've got to pay local taxes and you got to pay state taxes. And then he has to pay local state taxes as well. Actually, you are talking about the payroll and pay everybody on W2. Yes. I, I pay them um, when I was paying them by the check. So I just read how much I pay them. In the end of the year, I see how much I pay them and I give them a 1099 when yeah. I do my taxes and they Perfect. pay their taxes. No, no problem. So if you're doing that, that's no problem. So if you're going to be 1099ing people, they need their own insurance. They need a workers' comp exemption. So those are two things that you need to have them get is they need their own general liability insurance and they need their own workers' comp exemption. And to be honest, they should be operating under an LLC as a business. So if you have this guy that is working for you, he could be, you can, let's say his name is Joe. You know, he could be Joe's painting LLC with the state. Okay. Get general liability insurance, hundred bucks a month, and then workers' comp exemption, which exempts him from, exempts you from having to worry about workers' comp for him. Those three things will make you in align with the things you need to do. So you could totally do that. I just want to make sure that you knew that those are some things that to do it right, that he needs, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I, you know, I get, again, I mean, it's, it's up to you how you go about it, but I think you're going to be very successful with your quality of work. I looked at your Instagram. I mean, you, you really do. I mean, it's, and if you're trying to attract good people, I know that you said that you do exterior painting, and if you're putting a team together, you're probably not going to 1099 everybody because those are employees. You know, if you're just doing, if you're just sending one guy to go do a cabinet job, that's a subcontractor mm -hmm. by himself. 
But if you're putting teams together to do exterior painting every day together and they don't work for anyone else and they just do jobs for you, those are employees. You, you know, you're, you'd be misclassifying them if you were to just write them checks and, and 1099 them. 1099ing is for businesses. So if I hired your business to go do cabinets for me, I would 1099 you and then you would handle paying taxes. You don't keep 1099ing all the way down the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Did you have a payroll company before or no? No. Okay. So payroll the thing is all the, all, all the companies I worked before, this last job, everything was the same I'm explaining to you. Right. It was uh, 1099. You know, so th this is what I always learned is you have, you go, uh, you go to the insurance company, you take your IT number, and then you give the IT number to the boss. He pays you check every, every week. And then in the end of the year, 1099 to you. And you the bought, last one you, had a payroll. Have you bought a new car recently? Um, no, all the cars I bought was paid off. I never financed off. Have you anything. ever tried to finance anything? Mm, no. Okay. Chances, like, chances are you wouldn't be able to. And that's because you can't prove your income. Like if you, if you were to go to a bank and tell them that you needed a loan for a car and you're, you're in a good position where you can pay for cars in cash, that would be an issue. And, and I'm saying all this stuff because again, you're looking to hire people who are of high quality, high standard. Anyone that is of high quality and high standard usually wants to progress in these areas of their life. They want a new car. They want a new place to live. A lot of places won't allow them to get that unless they can prove their income. So if you can't provide them something that proves their income, then you're not in a position really to help them out in that area, which you might miss out on good quality people to hire, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's either, you know, and that was number two, number one, you either pay them a lot of money and they'll be cool with it. Some people are cool with it, whatever, or you provide stability. Okay, those are the two ways that you get really high quality individuals into your company. So we were just talking about stability there and seeing if there's ways that you can create stability. You following kind of what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So do you have any questions, man? I, I, I've been doing a lot of talking. I want to know, is there anything else other than uh, just hiring that you wanted to talk about today? Um, I didn't really think about it, but um, there's, there's a lot of things I just realized seeing your, your videos. Okay. Even the short stuff you, you post on in the Instagram, it's already it's already good enough. The introduction when I go to a to a customer, yeah. um, what I say, and and like everything, I, I thought I was doing very well, and then I saw a few of your videos, and then okay, th this is the problem. Maybe I lost that job because of that, and uh, so that's why I think it's really interesting. And I send you a text. Hey, I want to, I want to see like the, the full videos. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know? So is it more so like, well, you're pretty good at sales. So, I mean, we could talk sales, but, and we could talk strategy. What's something that you saw uh, that was helpful. What is it? Do you remember anything specific that you saw that, you know, the way you approach something, we could talk about it. Yes. The most important question when I go to the job, why do you want to paint your, your, yeah. your, your house? And then, as you said, if they say, oh, because I want to sell it last next year, <laughs> I just need to sell something like very quick and not too costful. I'm not going to start talking about my best painting that I, my best paint right. I have in my shop, That's you right. know? 
Yeah. So really it's about kind of just understanding the motivation because a lot of people do things one way, you know, they'll go into a house and uh, they have one way they do things and that's it. And that's fine. That might work, but it won't work as effectively as speaking the same language as the customer. And for me, I know that if I'm just trying to move, I don't want to hear about the best stuff you got. I just want the stuff that's going to do the job to help me move. And that's a really good example. I'm glad that was helpful. Um, with cabinet painting, and that's what you're going to be doing mostly, you will find people that are just moving and they want to update the house. You know, that's one area. They don't really care too much about your entire process. They just care about, are you able to get this done effectively, efficiently, and fast? But then you have people that you could tell they've lived in the house for 10, 15 years, and they want you to make sure that not one drop of paint gets anywhere. You know, you're going to spend time explaining and showing pictures of your prep work and all that stuff, right? Is that what you've been mm -hmm. doing now? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, looking at your business, you know, you have, you have, you have the mindset that um, I really spend a lot of time helping people achieve, which is you're strongest when you're selling. You already have somebody working for you, man. And I think that's great. I think um, you have somebody that you can trust. I, I believe that that's a blessing. Um, I just know that I truly believe you to be a leader and leaders have to make the tough decisions when it comes to doing things the right way. If you don't know how to do something and you want information on how to do it, reach out to me. I'll help you. I'm just saying that you need that strong foundation in your business. So when people come into your business, it's a level up. It's not the same as what they've done working for other people, you know, and if all you know is that you've been given checks every week and at the end of the year, you got a $40,000, $50,000, 1099. Let me ask you a question is, did that happen? You got like a $50,000, $60,000, 1099? No, it didn't happen because I started my business, uh, as I said, last year. And uh, well, he should be so, giving you one, right? Did you get one for the year before? If I got one from the year before? Yeah, like when you were getting those checks, have you ever gotten a 1099 yet that said how much you made? Um, yes. Okay. How much was it? Do you remember? So one of my, I, I just got a 1099 for what I worked last year. For oh, good. Snow. How, yeah. How um, much, how much, how much was it? Do you remember? 13,000. 13,000. You hardly worked, right? Yes. Okay. So think about it for a second. That 13,000. All right. You're going to bring that to the, to the tax office. Some people don't, some people just don't even bring it you're going to bring that to the tax office and you're going to have to pay 20% of that. So what's 20% of 13,000? That's 13, 13. That's 2,600 bucks that you've got to pay to the IRS off of that. Okay. When you do that to your employees, this guy that you're working for, let's say he makes a thousand dollars a week. Would you mm -hmm. say that's fair? Yeah. Is that what you're paying him? More or less, yes. More or less. So he's going to make $52,000 this year with you, okay? What's 20% of 52000 You know, five times two, 20%. Excuse my fast math here. I'm a calculator guy. Hold on one second. Okay, he's going to have to pay $10,400 when he does his taxes. Okay, do you think he's saving ten grand to pay his taxes at the end of the year? No, you know, that's what I'm saying. And it's not that again, everybody does this. And I'm just saying that two things are going to happen with this guy. He's either not going to go to the tax place 
okay? Because he's not a business. Businesses get 1099s. If he were a business, he'd be able to write off everything that he did to work for you. His car, his gas, his mileage, his food, everything to write down that number all the way down so he would pay less less money, okay? Because he, mm-hmm. be, he can operate as a business. But he's operating as an employee right now. He doesn't have insurance. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't have workers' comp exemption. He doesn't have deductions. These are deductions. So that means when you send him with a 1099 of 52 grand, he's going to have to pay 10-4. And if he doesn't, guess what? The IRS could come after his house, his cars, anything that he owns. And then he's going to say, well, he could be undocumented. I don't know what the situation is. I don't want to go there, but I'm just saying, if this were somebody that you wanted to bring into your business, this is the situation that could occur. And if you don't know this, then you can't fix it. So that's where I come in as uh, the bad guy usually and say, Hey man, you know, you might want to think about this. So that's what I got for you today, man. I, I, I hope this was helpful. Was it helpful for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's see, a, that's a good thing to think about. Think about it. Cause I know you care about your guys, bro. I know you do. I could tell you care about your people. Just like you saw somebody that inspired you as a leader finally. And then you want to be like that. And I'm just saying that our people in our business are the most valuable thing that we have. So we got to look out for them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 10, after a whole year of work, that's hard to come up with 52 grand. Isn't a lot of money for a whole year of work. So you know, he's probably not going to have anything left at the end of the year. He can't probably, you can't really save money at 52 grand if you have a family, you know? So it's like, you could do, you can also help him and say, Hey, I'm going to save money for you. You can do that too. And say, Hey, I'm going to take a little bit out of your check every month, you know, or every week, or you could just make him an employee and the, and the, and, and the payroll will do that for him. So let me give you an example. Let me just real quick, give you a, something that I would do if I were you, if he could be an employee, I would make him an employee. Okay. And I would pay him. You can, you don't have to pay employees hourly. Everybody thinks that just because you're an employee, you have to get paid hourly. You don't. So you could tell the payroll company, pay him a a salary of a thousand dollars every week. Okay. So he would get taxes taken out every week off of that salary. And at the end of the year, he wouldn't know anything because that's what the whole purpose of people getting taxes taken out of every week is, is so at the end of the year, they don't owe money. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could do that. And there's payroll companies that'll help you. There's a company called Paychecks. Uh, There's a company called ADP. There's a company called Gusto where you could do it yourself. So you have a bunch of different options if you want to go that route. Okay. So I will, I will learn about all that. If you have time, I just have one, one question. Yeah, of course. What do you got? Um, Actually, what I, what I was thinking, I saw one of your videos and you said uh, one of my biggest mistakes when I started was go off with subs. But the thing is this year, like I go to, today I have four estimates. So I have estimates every day. So I don't have time to be on the job side, checking everybody. Okay, so is everything doing right? So I'm thinking it too, get one team, one one team like FFP, and then the rest just subcontract. Smart, Smart. I would do that. I, I started with subs. They sucked. It wasn't that like the subcontractor model doesn't work. It's the people that I had. I was so new in the business that Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't have somebody like me coaching me through it. I just kind of found somebody that could paint and 
I said, okay, well you can paint this job and, and they didn't do it right. They tried to, they tried to give the customer their business cards. Uh, they, they were wearing their shirts. They weren't invested in this company here. And it was really hard for me to sell to customers knowing that the guy and his helper that I was selling the job to do wasn't representing me. So okay. I would be kind of timid when it came to selling and I didn't have confidence in my team. So when I decided to do employees, I found people that wanted to wear this logo. And when that happened, they were invested in helping this company premium painting grow. So when I would sell jobs, I was so much more confident about the fact that I was bringing in my own team. And yes, if I wanted to right now, cause I have two teams of four, uh, one supervisor, if I wanted to, I could hire a sub crew and have my supervisor oversee that sub crew and represent this company. Totally fine. I don't want to, I'm not interested in doing that, but I could. So my suggestion would always be build your core team and then branch out to subs, not start with subs and then branch out to team. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. I think okay. that that's the best thing you could do is start with a team of employees um, and I've heard people doing four guys on every cabinet job and doing two to three in a week. Um, so you can totally make teams for cabinets just as much as you can make teams for interior painting and exterior painting. Okay. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely suggest that when you get there, reach out to me so I can help you set up payroll, man. I really want, you'll feel good. You being the person that you are, you're going to really appreciate it. And you're going to feel like all your bases are covered. Um, so you could be in business for a long time and it's a really good feeling, you know, when you have everything done right. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, I, this is exactly what I want and what I do for, um, is like have things right. Uh, the, the best I can do, I, I definitely do like buying quality tools, brand new tools, whatever they need to complete the job quicker and what they feel more comfortable using it. I just go there. Okay, so here it is, because um, efficiency and and have a happy uh, employee working. I mean, that's that's the more makes important your day thing. makes your day easy. You're you're just focused on selling. You know, your customers happy, your employees happy. You know, and uh, you know that's it, man. I mean, there's yep. nothing better. I know that feeling, and I work on it too, just like you. But remember, just one thing I want to leave you with. You know, you, you said something that inspired me, man, because I love what you said, man, about boss and leader, two different things, you know, and you saw it firsthand when you do these things that may cost you money, may be hard to figure out. You don't understand it. The boss says, forget it. I just care about making money. And my guys don't. That's the boss. That's the guy that doesn't care about people, but you care about people just like me. That's the leader mentality is I got to figure this out. I've got to put them in a good financial situation because if it were me and I had to pay $10,000 at the end of the year, how would that make me feel? Probably scared, probably worried, and they're probably not going to want to rat you out. So they're probably going to take a loss because they want to protect you. And that's something that you have to avoid at all costs. And you're mm. early in your business right now. Don't do that cash thing that you were saying that you were going to do. That is not a good idea. You okay. know, that, that you're going to pay for that way later and you don't know when, but it could happen. And if there's a chance that it could happen, 
it's not worth the risk. There's some risks yeah. we take in business, but when it comes to taxes and back pay, those aren't risks that we want to take. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I had to pay a back pay of $7,000 the other day for payroll because I switched payroll companies. So I went from one payroll company to the other. Well, the one payroll company was holding taxes on my employees. They were holding money. That's what they do. And then they pay it quarterly. So they hold it, they take it out of the paychecks and then they pay it quarterly. Well, the problem is, is that I switched before they made that payment and then they sent me the money back. Well, I didn't know what that money was. I just thought it was money from, I don't know. So I didn't even think about it. Long story short, three years later, I get a bill saying that I owe $7,000 for taxes that were supposed to be paid on employees three years ago. So it's just, like I said, that's a very small situation. It's taken care of, but usually when it comes to that stuff, they don't miss. They'll figure it mm-hmm. out, you know? So I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to motivate you to just spend some No, no, that's, uh, that's definitely good. So as you, as you saw, after what I said, um, I hear stuff and I assimilate and I think about it for all improvements. All what I want is improvements. Yeah, you spend enough time around me and, and some of the other people that are on Instagram and you know, that have businesses that built strong businesses, you're going to see that none of us want to do it. We just do it because we know it's the best thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. <laughs> All right. Man. Actually, my main concern is not, is not even paying taxes or, or insurance. I'm happy to pay that and, and, and to know like everybody's working safe and uh, there is Your my part of money. concern is the fact that the guy that you have right now can't pay taxes. I know. Exactly. So how do you get in there? Can you, can you, do you think you can help him? Um, so legal? like the biggest, the, the biggest help I can get them is getting a 1090, um, a 90 number so I can 1099 them. But the W2 situation, if I get into that um, a little bit later, so that means uh, all the people that worked before for me are working now or are planning to work for me. So then it's just out of, uh, Start now with new people. Deal with that situation as best as you can. You know, get this get the system set up for new people coming into your business. The person that you have at some point, maybe you can help him get legal, get his documents in order. You know, I don't know what that looks like or how that works. I've never been in that situation, but I know it's possible. It's just a matter of how much you can help him. I would I would take personal ownership of that situation. You know, because you and I both know if you have undocumented workers, that's not a good look for anyone. Your empl- if you told your customers that, what would they say? Yeah, I might not have been. Even the, the customers from very, very uh, high income areas, it's not the best thing. You're right. It's not the best thing. And, and I know you probably love this guy. He's probably, you know, I get it, man. I'm not oh, this ju- one is American. Yeah, I'm not judging you, bro. I'm not. I'm not judging. I don't care. I'm just saying that like as a business owner, sometimes we do things to get going, but don't wait too long to, to go back down to the foundation, you know, and okay. fix it. Don't grow too much before you fix it. Some people do that and they never go back because they've grown so much. Like you said, you're doing four estimates a week. You're, you're doing all this stuff. You forget to go back down to the foundation of your business that's built on sand. You got to reinforce that thing with cement. And that would be helping your guy get legal, building the right payroll company. So there's three, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say them again. You got gusto. You can do it yourself. 
Paychecks and ADP are the two ones that'll do it for you. All you got to do is call them, say, hey, I want to set up payroll, and they do it all. You just pay them every week or whenever you cut payroll. It's up to you. You don't have to do anything. You just set it up, and then they do it. Okay? All right. All right. Yeah, I don't do things I don't know how to do. I don't do my own accounting. I don't do... I don't do payroll. You know, I don't, I don't do things that aren't in my comfort zone. So if I don't know something, I'm going to find somebody that does and they do it for me. I'm good at selling. I think I'm pretty good at marketing. Those are my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. I I stick to my strengths. Yeah, you're right. I mean the same. Yeah. All right, man. Well, maybe we should do this again, bro. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Likewise. A hundred percent. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.